Coming to you live from my apartment. It's Rob as a podcast, and now here's the guy who's your lodestar of podcasting, Rob Sesternino. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of Rob Has a Podcast. I am Rob Sesternino, and uh, here I am. And uh, unfortunately, Nicole isn't with us just yet. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and talk to our guest today. Uh, she is from Survivor South Pacific, and uh, everybody who knows her, loves her. Uh, she is Dawn Meehan, and we have a lot to get to with Dawn and a lot to ask her about Monica and all the similarities there. So we're going to get to all that, and then I think Nicole is going to join us at the end of the show to talk about the comments and all of that stuff. Nicole has, uh, a lot of you guys know Nicole works nights. She's a nurse. She, uh, she worked the last four nights or something like that. And uh, she can't, uh, I could get her in the room, but she wouldn't be awake uh, for this. So hopefully uh, by the end of the show, we were able to uh, revive Nicole and talk to her. But we've got so much to get to, and we're going to get Dawn on the horn in just a second. But I just want to remind you guys about being subscribed to the podcast on iTunes. Make sure you don't ever miss a show. And uh, one of the things I've been talking about the last couple of weeks is uh, if you could leave us a comment on iTunes. But some people are like, look, Rob, I got a lot of things to do. I can't be going around writing comments. Nobody's writing comments about me. Well, here's the thing. If you're in a hurry and you want to leave us a good rating on iTunes and don't want to write anything, just click five stars. That's all you have to do. And uh, if you want to leave us a five-star rating, you're in a good mood. We appreciate it. If you're in a bad mood, don't want to leave us five-star rating, uh, go play Angry Birds. There's plenty of other things to do on the internet. It's a big internet. Or just do nothing. Just do nothing. Enjoy the show. So uh, five stars on iTunes. If you could be so kind during the next uh, hour and 30 minutes or two hours or however long this podcast lasts, uh, you know. Instead of just flipping through the channels or uh, playing hangman with friends or whatever it is you might otherwise be doing. And so with that in mind, let's go ahead and let's fire up Dawn Meehan on the Skype machine. And make sure I'm recording that. And hello, is this Dawn Meehan? Hi, how you doing, Rob? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Great. Nice to hear your voice. What's uh new? <laughs> oh, Dawn, what isn't new? Uh, it's, it's a whole new world on Survivor <laughs> One World. It, I know that's kind of disappointing. The whole back to two beaches. Back this is, well, I mean, this is when it would have been exciting, I think, to have them on the same beach to see what, where the alliances lie. But anyway, I'll, I'll let that. Wait. Well, you can't go ahead and change the buffs. It's not like when you play on Price Is Right and you play Hole in <laughs> One, and then Bob Barker, Drew Carey says, "No, it's now <laughs> Hole in One or Two Beaches, Survivor <laughs> Two Worlds." I like it. <laughs> what happens when two worlds collide? That, that's a pretty good one. Two worlds collide. Well, that's next season. That's next time they go to Samoa. Oh, <laughs> Samoa is beautiful. I mean, it could be like the biggest loser ranch, and they could just use Samoa as the ranch. Yeah. I, I, the biggest loser ranch? Dawn, no, that's, well, they, they film at the same location, and no one complains. They filmed the biggest loser in Samoa? No, but I mean, they filmed the <laughs> biggest loser at the same ranch. I know they get a lot of reality show mileage out of Samoa. I had no idea. Uh, but Dawn, this is not the Biggest Loser podcast. This is uh, <laughs> the Survivor podcast that we are talking about. And I want to get all of your opinions on uh, Survivor One World. But first, let me how's everything going in your life since, you know, uh, you know, I know you're very good with the fans, very active on Twitter <laughs> and uh, talking with everybody. But in case people have not been keeping up with you, what's going on in your world? 
Um, what's going on for me? I'm back at the university teaching, and this semester I have, you know, great students. It's nice to not necessarily, you know, worry about each Wednesday <laughs> getting ready to go teach and, you know, wondering what's going to happen with the show. So I'm still teaching um, at BYU, and my kids have really, you know, I've got six kids. They're ages 8 to 17, so I'm doing a lot with my kids, and I've just started speaking, so I'm going to universities. And well, you're doing like, great. Yeah, so I'm just doing that. Everything's good. Yeah. All right. So I well, just started speaking. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're telling it. You're <laughs> a natural. I yeah. know. It's, it's <laughs> All right, Dawn. Well, let's get into this episode. And I think this was uh, sometimes the fates work out where the person we're talking to is a great person to talk to uh, for this episode. And obviously, <laughs> you know, there's some similarities here between yourself and Monica Culpepper, who I had the pleasure of speaking with uh, this morning on Rob Has a Website. And so it is good to have you uh, for that. It's also, I know you are a uh, an English teacher, and uh, I know we will talk plenty about uh, some of the uh, butchering <laughs> of the English language that came up on Tribal Council. So uh, we'll get to I know, all I of get that. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so let's start off with uh, Monica. And now, did you feel as though is that a correct assessment on my part? That was she a kindred spirit for you? I think you know. I wrote about that today, thinking. I mean, we definitely fill the same demographic. Uh, she's stronger than I am. I, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we're similar. You know, two moms over forty. So definitely, I felt like uh, you know I wanted her to go far in the game, especially seeing how physically prepared she was for the game. Um, but like I, I heard your podcast with her earlier, and you know, I mean, this game part of it is luck. I mean, part of it is you know where where the fates put you as far as tribes, and it didn't work in her favor on either tribe so that was rough to see her go i felt for her i I, it's rough you know what it's like (laughs) i know what it's like to play the game as a you know studly 24 year old guy (laughs) i don't know what it's like to play the game as a a woman with Uh some life experience uh playing the game with uh women who are you know in their early 20s and mid 20s although Mm -hmm. that wasn't necessarily uh, the downfall for Monica at this point in time, but certainly in the beginning part of the game, she did not get off to the best start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I didn't see age as the dividing factor. I don't know what determined that. You know, first five group of five mm-hmm. alliance with the women. Um, I'm not sure what did that because I didn't. I never felt like a mom on my tribe. Maybe I didn't talk about it a lot. I never really felt like I got kind of defined that way by my tribe, maybe my age for sure. But mm-hmm. I heard in Monica's podcast, she was saying that, you know, Colton definitely relied on her and, and kind of counseled with her, right? So yes. she, she had that role for them for sure. I'm not sure I did. Well, to start off, it did seem like in that first episode, I don't know who was the brains behind this operation, but I think it was maybe Alicia that was like, hey, we're all the five young girls, the young, strong girls, we're going to be an alliance. And then it was like formed from that. And then even at the second tribal council, when they voted out Nina and Kat was, uh, you know, a real dodo in the challenge. She's jumping <laughs> in the water for no reason. You know, Jeff said, hey, guys, would you change alliances now if you, if you had to do it all over again? They're like, oh, yeah, definitely we would. Now, why they right. couldn't change an alliance on day five, uh, I wouldn't be able to tell you that. 
but it did seem like uh, she was starting to get better ingrained with uh, some of the cat and Chelsea, not cat, Kim and Chelsea and uh, Sabrina and some of the brains on uh, that original women's tribe. Yeah, I think that that might have shifted for her. I I always look at where people are spending their time at camp. And so seeing Monica fish, I think she went fishing with Kim and Chelsea. And, and for me, I thought, okay, she's maybe not in a formal alliance, but there's definitely some kind of mutual bond or, you know, to me, there was a tie there that might have developed into something more like an alliance uh, had, had the tribes not, not changed last night. So uh, for Colton and to a lesser degree, some of these other men like Jonas and Leaf, why target Monica here in this spot? I don't get it. Maybe for Colton, he feels like she can't be controlled. But for these other guys, why do they go along with this plan? I, I think you're right. I think the reason that Monica had to go for in, from Colton's point of view was that she was she was a leader. I mean, she was strong. She's willing to speak her mind. She's organizing people. It sounds like she was a hard worker at camp, which mm-hmm. which does speak for something. I mean, you spend a lot of hours campside. So, I mean, I was definitely mindful of, you know, the people that were kind of lounging versus those that are collecting firewood and saying, we need to eat, we'll go get the water. So it sounds like she was a threat, you know, and he it, he's better off not to have her. Everybody's following him. Mm-hmm. It, it's interesting how much power um, his his group of four, well, three other men right now. It's interesting how much power they're giving him, and I'm I'm assuming it's based on the idea that he has the idol. But it really feels like everyone's kind of using him as a shield, and it's more of as long as it's not me, you know, I'm good with whoever you want to go. It's not. I don't necessarily get the sense that they're playing their own game so much as they're kind of playing his game and hoping that you know, they just last another day. And so he seems to me um, more um, directed in his, like he's more strategic at this stage than they are. Yeah, Dawn, you bring up something interesting with how they're following him. Now, going back to your season, we had two, you know, very, you know, prolific leaders of the two <laughs> tribes uh, in the returning players of Coach and Ozzy. And whereas mm-hmm. Coach's tribe seemed to be, you know, in lockstep, uh, never doing anything that Coach didn't want until uh, the final Tribal Council where uh, they won, where Coach didn't want him to win, uh, <laughs> win, win, so, win Sophie to win. Um, Ozzy uh, also tried to control the tribe, but your tribe didn't necessarily give Ozzy uh, as much uh, of what he wanted as uh, this tribe is giving Colton. Uh, tell me, what is the dynamic between, you know, these tribes that just go along with everything that the leader does and the tribe that doesn't necessarily follow what the leader wants to do? Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I guess maybe it's personality type, kind of what's human nature for you, because I've talked to Rick about this kind of wondering, I expected Rick to be a leader in his group, you know, just assessing him before the merge thinking, you know, strong male looks like a cowboy, probably you know, run some kind of operation. <laughs> and, and he wasn't. And, and so it's hard for me because I don't relate to the idea that your strategy would be to not, not lead, that your strategy would be really to hold back and to let someone else kind of make those decisions. Um, in looking at Manano uh, now, I'm not sure if Jonas really is saying, hey, I'm going to let Colton make these decisions because he's a great, 
he's a great person to take with me to the end because no one's going to vote for him. I'm not sure that he's thinking that far ahead. No. To me, I really get the sense that Jonas is just like, as long as it's not me, that's great. I believe his exact words were, I don't mind being Colton's bitch. Oh. <laughs> and Dawn, I'm sorry to use uh, such language on the podcast. With you. <laughs> What's happened? Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. I apologize. It, really? Thank you. No, that I don't know what it is. Why is no one standing up there? I think they're giving him more power than than having that idle merit. I don't know why they're not doing it. We thought the same thing. I remember having these conversations with Edna, with Rick, saying, I don't understand. There are enough people <laughs> for us to take, you know, this leader out. I don't understand it. Yeah. But I think there there must be some sense that 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 they've built a trust or a rapport with Colton where they feel like he's going to get them further or that they're going to be in his final three or final five. So I think that maybe Colton's done a better job of, of building individual trust with them and giving them the sense that it really is going to be them over someone else. Because I know Edna and Rick both, both really felt like they were going to the end with coach. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe Colton's done that. Maybe he's convinced them. Maybe. So you guys went and played uh, Survivor. When did you guys, you guys left when, the end of May? Uh-huh. We left the end of May and came home the beginning of July. Okay. And then you guys move out. Uh, they put, you know, a, a, <laughs> a new coat of paint on the on the walls, a tribal council, or it's a different tribal council, but you get what I'm saying. And then these yes. guys move right in. But for both of, both the players in your season and this season, the last season they see is this uh, Survivor Redemption Island, and they see about, uh, you know, following Boston Rob's lead. I mean, how much they now they don't have the returning players, but you have a strong leader calling the shots. How much does that affect uh, the game? What you just saw for the season that's playing right now. You yeah. Mean for, or for, when for I you guys playing. and for these guys that the oh. last thing they saw is this season where Boston yeah. Rob takes these people to the end and nobody crosses Boston Rob the whole way. Um, Absolutely. Uh, it was on our minds every day. We talked about it every day. We talked about Boston Rob's game and the returning players and the power that they held in the game and how, you know, we weren't going to be blindsided like that. We weren't going to be blind followers. And so I think for Savai, we did have strong um, personalities and, and leaders and people that really did have a, a strategy in mind, how the game needed to go in order to for them to get to the end. So I felt like... Uh, there was a plan always in, in place to take Ozzy out and there was an agreement as a group. And it was based on that season. It was based on Redemption Island seeing, seeing um, you know, Boston Rob basically. Um, oh, it's, it's hard to watch, right? You see Grant and him mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> develop this rapport and, and, and it's so genuine or legitimate to Grant. And then, you know, you see that clue <laughs> with yeah. the idol and, that was painful to watch. So. Yeah, I have I have no idea what it must feel like for Grant. That it seemed yeah, like that so was we, very painful. We never painful. trusted. We never trusted Ozzy as a result of that. But for these guys on this season that are blindly following Colton, following the season mm-hmm. that they just saw with with Boston Rob, I mean, you would think is it just that they're not they're not putting two and two together of you know that this we're going uh, or maybe do they say hey look Boston Rob took those guys to the end let's follow Colton. I think some people are really under the impression that it's okay to be two, three, four, and five. That's that's the question I have about you know people's motives as they're playing the game. Are they are they wanting to get to the end, or are they just thinking I'm going to get as far as I can? 
because I think you really need to play with people who want to be the mil- you know, the sole survivor in order to have it be a real aggressive game and yeah. have it be dynamic. And so that's the part that, that I'm always looking for is like, give me the people that are willing. I expected it to be rough. I, I expected people to turn. I, I wanted that. I mean, yeah. that's, that's the way I like to watch it. But as a viewer, of course, that's what we want. But as a survivor player, I, I don't know if necessarily I want people who want to win the money. I think I want no, to I surround agree. myself with people who are happy being, you know, mm-hmm. third, fourth, and fifth. Hey, look, I'm on TV. Um, you know, just be yeah. along for the ride. I think that's yeah. that's pretty good if you can get that. I think because this this season doesn't have returning players, there's probably this false sense of. Um, we don't have anybody that's going to try to pull one over on us. You know, we're all on equal footing. Yeah. Now, do you think that these players even know that uh, Coach and Ozzy were just on the island? Like, were there any uh, markers like Ozzy was here? Anything like that? <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've heard a little bit that indicated that maybe they, they were aware at one of the camps that maybe Ozzy or someone with the name Ozzy <laughs> really? Ozzy's yeah. tagging trees in Samoa? I don't think Ozzy was tagging. I, I think we had some material, you know, we had some things that we were able to paint during one of the challenges. So, you know, maybe something was buried or left behind when they took down the, the camp when the final three players, you know, they burn it all. I yeah. think some, some residual might have been there. So, yeah, I, I, I've heard that. I don't know. Ozzy didn't uh, make a fake immunity idol out of a stick or something and hide it, and then no. uh, they found it? I was ex- I, In my mind, it was that. more like he painted his name on a coconut crab, and it just keeps walking by. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> Uh, so we had the tribe switch. Now, when I bring up the tribe switch, is this a sore subject for you? Do you feel like, hey, I wish we had a switch? Yeah, I prayed for one beginning day three nonstop. That was yeah. always on my mind. Please, 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 when we go in, tell us, drop your buff. But um, but that's okay. I mean, I, I don't, you don't want the game to be predictable. So, um, yeah, I prayed for it. But, you know, watching last night and seeing Monica go home, I realized uh, – Oh, there's just so much luck in that. I mean, what are the odds that Kat, Chelsea, Kim, and Sabrina all stay on the same tribe? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was amazing for them. It could go either way. I mean, in my uh, original season in the Amazon, uh, we had uh, it wasn't the, you know they shook up the tribes. They had a a pick'em where uh, two people, Jenna and Dave Johnson. Uh, basically drafted new teams. But I do feel like this is a bit like what happened in the Amazon in that mm-hmm. basically all of the better players in the game sort of ended up on one tribe. Where in the Amazon, you had uh, myself and Dina and Alex and Jenna and Matt end up all on one tribe who ended up being, you know, uh, f- yeah. five of the final eight and, you know, uh, right. you know three of the final four and... Uh, you know, and really nobody who had an impact on the game on the other end of the tribe. And I kind of feel like this is the same thing, minus Colton being on the other tribe. But it's sort of Colton and a bunch of backup dancers on the other <laughs> tribe. And then oh. all the superstar players, the people who I think are all going to go far in the game, all on the other tribe. I know. I know. I have to wonder how how production felt, you know, as they looked at the way that that came down. I mean, when you watched that challenge, weren't you just thinking it was pitiful? Yeah, it was pitiful. I mean, that was difficult to watch. Poor Monica's, you know, kind of carrying a barrel by herself. 
Yeah, did you ever think that maybe production might say like, oh, you know what? We weren't rolling on that one. Okay, cut, cut, cut. Let's, all right, let's take that again. Let's get a new, we get the new dozen eggs in here. Yeah, yeah. okay, just we got the, let's hose you guys down. We're going to do that one more time. It's a, a mulligan on our part, our bad. Yeah, when you <laughs> added that plus the peanut butter and jelly and those two loaves of bread, I'm, I mean, really, that, you'd be deflated if yeah. you were on Nano. Did you have anything to do with those loaves of bread? Was that a special Dawn Meehan bread? <laughs> Okay, that would be awesome. <laughs> I'm so asking to do that for the next season. All right, well, not to get too far off the detour here, but, <laughs> you know, I see everything. Uh, Dawn Meehan and uh, bread seem to go hand in hand. Every time I see your name come up, what is what is going on with this bread? Is this a business like, or this is a hobby? Oh, I, you know, it's a hobby. I just like to bake bread. It's cliche. It's such a cliche thing, right? Mormon mom bakes bread. But, um, yeah, I love to do it. I I don't know why. It's just something I've done for a really long time. Like I make like 70 loaves of bread a week. <laughs> right, have, you, have you thought about starting up a business, the Dawn Meehan uh, Bread Company? Now, that's not a very clever name, but I'm sure we I don't know if better. I would love it so much if it became a business. Dawn, you know? we, we, could get, we could get into business on this. <laughs> I don't know. Where I'm at right now is that I, uh, I did a few interviews um, preseason where I mentioned it and someone said, oh, well, you know, when the game's over, I can be part of the Fresh Baked Alliance. And so that's kind of what I've started doing is just sending it, you know, to different people. Can I go saying, back? Did you say you make 70 loaves of bread a week? I do. <laughs> Who's eating all this bread, Dawn? Oh, lots of people. I mean, I, we ship a lot, but we are neighbors and family and yeah. Telling you, yeah. Dawn. All right, Lil, you you know, you come back and let me know if you wanna if you want to start this business. I'm gonna ship it to you. You'll have to tell you'll okay. have enough. We'll test me. it. Uh All right. but, okay. So you can be the test kitchen. <laughs> we'll test it out. All right, but so back to this, uh with this switch. Um, yeah, this is like totally ridiculous these uh divisions of the tribe. This is like when uh, you know, if if me and Nicole are gonna split a dessert. Uh, this is the unfair division of where Nicole gets like 90%. Uh, this is how the tribes are divided. And I think Colton had it right that he said it's like, the what do you say, the six Greek goddesses against the, pe- the peasants? The peasants, yeah. yeah. That went over well. Yeah. Well, you know, for Colton, when the most offensive thing he says all week is calling the other people peasants, that's like a good True. week for him. No, you're right. You're yeah. right. Um, didn't do a lot for team unity, but no. No, they, did. they didn't seem to mind. Yeah. No, no one. Well, Monica did. Monica was bothered by it. <laughs> yeah. What happened to her? See what happens when you speak out against Colton. Yeah. It sounds to me like, uh, the way that they're operating right now is every, everyone is afraid that the, they don't have trust outside of Colton like they don't have trust one to another so there's no way for someone to make a play against Colton that's what it seems like to me maybe Alicia could have but I mean I don't know why you don't have Jonas talking to Leaf and I I have no idea why they're not talking to Christina I mean why they didn't work with Monica they could have taken Colton out well let's take a look at this from Alicia's perspective and do you think that she made the right decision here because I kind of think that she's in the worst position in the entire game now I guess she didn't really have too many options here uh so she could have you know she obviously she defected and voted against one of her own to sort of go mm-hmm. with cult with colton and the men but i mean do you think that really gets her anywhere were are you i mean are we sure that monica was go- that the women really were gonna stay locked all of the women i mean that's one See, of the questions i have because well, 
I think what my theory is that I think that this, you know, there's uh, Chelsea and Kim and they're a tight pair. And I think Sabrina is with them and they, yeah. they were letting Sabrina sort of be the leader. But really, the power there is between Kim yeah. and Chelsea. And then, like last week, it was like Alicia was on the block. She almost was going to go home last week. So she was sort <laughs> yeah, of like on the block. <laughs> she was. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, she was about to go home and potentially it was either going to be her or Christina. And now she's, uh, you know, ready to defect to, uh, Colton and not necessarily the men. She's just like sort of just only loyal to Colton. So Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I feel like for the men, it would have made more sense to get rid of Alicia Alicia. here. Yeah. From, uh, to me, I'm always thinking of the challenges and how much strength you need for the most part, or at least someone that's great with puzzles. And uh, so I'm, I was surprised that it wasn't Alicia or Christina, just just because I know for us, you you, you rely on everybody, you rely on strong players pre-merge for those challenges. So I, w- I was surprised, but um, I mean, what are Alicia's options? To me, at this point, she's, I don't know, I felt like what, what you just um, mentioned, how she was kind of on the outs, I felt like that was starting to fizzle, that relationship, even though there was a tight five, I'm not sure that mm-hmm. it was as tight. So, yeah. you know, to me, maybe it's her best option. And I, I think up until now, it looked to me like Jonas was more the right-hand man for Colton. I don't think that's the case. I think Alicia and he are probably, you know, going to be. Neck. yeah. They're going to be thick as thieves. They've got, you know, similar sassiness and their characters and yeah. not afraid to say what they think. But for the women, like, wasn't it worth exploring at least, like, to Leaf, who, you know, really just got berated by the men last week? Well, what if the three men stick together and vote with Leaf? You know, could yep. we take out Tarzan? You know, uh, the, okay, maybe yeah. Colton has the idol, but you could blindside him potentially. It just seems like that she did not even want to consider that. It was like, okay, I'm with Colton now. and But yeah. it's... You know, these people are just following Colton and they're following they're in the truck that's going off the cliff like this is going yep. nowhere following yep. Colton. But people are he's taking teams to tribal council who didn't lose lose the immunity I challenge. Know. He's taking, I know. he's getting rid of he's voting out the strongest people on the tribe. This is a road to nowhere, Dawn. I know. I think they're not sleeping or something. I mean, people are losing like their ability to, you know, discern. I, I really think that's part of the game that we don't see as much, you know, that you're really not sleeping. It is, I, I mean, yeah, they have fish, but I haven't seen how much they're eating compared to the other tribe. Manano, Manano doesn't seem like they have as much food as the other tribe had access to those gigantic crabs and Yes. And the bread and peanut and, butter and all that. And, and wouldn't you know it, uh, all of a sudden, it's, isn't it amazing that it was chicken season on Survivor? <laughs> that all of a sudden chickens showed up out of nowhere at both camps. It, it was it was like a, a miracle. Someone asked someone asked me uh, that the other day. Did you hear chickens out there all the time? Were you guys chasing chickens all the time you were out there? Um, and and you do hear a lot of you do hear a lot of poultry on the island. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that was pretty funny. And I'm I'm impressed with how everyone's able to kind of grab a chicken with one hand. I, I chased a lot of chickens, and I, I never caught one. So. <laughs> yeah. It's so, impressive. Uh, what did you think about the moment last night where the uh, Manano tribe uh, thought they had a chicken uh, in the midst? And so they went over. And who who was that? Was that Alicia? It was Monica and yeah. Monica so, and someone. But, no, here's what I thought was odd. So they're on a whole other beach altogether? Yeah, and they just ha- and they just happen to have a chicken coop. 
Yeah, where did that come from? Yeah, it seems a little, I don't know. And, I don't yeah, know. I don't know where the chicken coop came from at all because day one when the chickens were uh, introduced <laughs> into the game, you know, the women were holding them. When yeah. Chelsea caught those two chickens, it looked like they had held them for a couple hours. Dawn, what are you implying that chickens were introduced to the game? Aren't they? <laughs> it was like the Hunger Games. The chickens were a sponsor <laughs> brought those chickens in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then what did you think of uh, of Troyzan's uh, ability to uh, run down a chicken? Uh, a veteran of the 1979 Central Valley Bears. That was incredible. Who knew? Yeah. I who <laughs> would you stop? That's Troy, right? Yeah, that's Tro- Troy. Troyzan. Yeah, it, it's impressive. Yeah. yeah. So uh, then on over on the uh, new Salani tribe, uh, so we have Kim who gets to thinking of, you know, th- that these men over here never looked for the idol for the women's camp. I'm going to look around. And she's having no luck looking for this idol. But then she says to herself, oh, my God. I'm on Survivor. I didn't pray yet. And then <laughs> Why she... did she say that? Why? Right? There's something about like I prayed. Oh, it was rough. I'm like, no. Yes, I saw one. Then once I prayed to the Lord, I'm in Samoa. Uh, he, no. he, 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 you know, when you're in Samoa, you have a direct channel to the Lord. And he's then, dialed in. Yes, he's tapped in. And then sure, lo and behold, she finds the hidden immunity idol. I know. And she really did genuinely look. There was like a, a good, her face. She looked relieved. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't realize the men hadn't looked. I, I mean, I'm assuming they had, but it didn't take her very long to find it. No, no, it did not. Yeah. <laughs> so I wonder if for the men, if it was just that they didn't look or they felt like, well, Colton already has the idol for our camp. What do we care if the, we, if we find the idol, we got to go give it to one of the women. We don't want them to have an idol for the merge. So, right, they might not have wanted to give it to the women. That's true. Might not be an incentive to look for it. So they just walked around with blinders on. I don't see an idol. I don't see an idol. <laughs> and it was like right it. out in the middle of the... <laughs> I know, I know. I'll be, it's going to be interesting to see because she kept that definitely between herself and Chelsea. It's not like she went back to Sabrina that we know yes. and included her. And up until now, I really thought Sabrina, um, Kim and Chelsea were, you know, tight, the three. So it, that that showed us that definitely Chelsea and Kim are one and two there to yeah. each other. And then she found a good uh, hiding spot for the hidden immunity idol. She had hidden yeah. it in her, in her bathing suit bottom. I had to define crotch for my kids last night. Uh-oh. They're like, where did she put it? Oh, funny. <laughs> so she goes right to Chelsea and tells uh, Chelsea that she has the hidden immunity idol. And this is like a twosome to watch out for, Dawn. Agreed, for sure. Yeah. I- I mean, after last night's episode, I feel like I almost think there's no chance that Kim is not in the finals. And I I think I'd be shocked at this point if Kim and Chelsea aren't both in the final four. I agree. No, I agree. But I think it's looked that way for them kind of from the beginning, right? They really haven't stood out too much. They haven't ruffled any feathers. They're strong. Mm -hmm. Um and they seem like they do still get along. I mean, we see them with the men. We see them talking with the men. Um, yeah. Wasn't Chelsea off with just Mike last yesterday doing the crab? Possibly. Very, I know at one very, point, I think it was Mike and Kat were in the ocean when they were talking about the big alliance. So what is this new uh, alliance here at Solani? Am I right to assume that it's uh, that it's Sabrina, Chelsea, and Kim 
plus Troyzan and Jay. Is that fair to say? That's what I think. Yeah. And much like, uh, you know, to go back to Survivor the Amazon uh, one more time, you know, in Survivor the Amazon, we had, uh, you know, the tribe that I had gotten uh, sent to, the Jabiru tribe. Right. Uh, we uh, said, okay, well, this is great. We're the men and the women. This is the new. This is the new five. This is mm-hmm. the new. This is the new six or whatever. And then the and we were also playing in a men versus women season. Meanwhile, right. the men who stayed at the old tribe, the old Tambaki tribe, uh, they said, "Okay, this is great. We're going to vote out the women here, and then when we get to the merge, we'll be back together back. with all the men." And I yep. think that for Tarzan and maybe Jonas and Leaf, uh, they're thinking, okay, the plan has not changed. We're still the men. We're still trying to take out the women. But for Troyzan and Jay, the plan, the, the plan uh, script has flipped. Agreed. And I think if I think that might be the reason why we have the tribes right at two different camps. Yes. Because it would be difficult for any any shake up in those alliances if they were on the same beach. Yes. So for me that's why the one world became two worlds. Just yeah. to to foster that to make I it like possible. It. I, I didn't like it at first, but it's grown on me. I think they made the right call. Yeah, overnight as I thought about it, it, I, it just it wouldn't make sense to even have the swap really if they were going to remain on the same beaches yeah and then you can have an early merge get them back okay so maybe there's like you know six days nine days where it's not one world you have you know a little bit of time where you go away and you come back and then it's like uh you just on one world all over again yeah to me it it looks like jonas um jonas leaf and tarzan i i don't even know that they were planning anything to me they're just staying with the guy that was their plan now, what's your relationship with Jonas? Jonas is like your na- <laughs> your neighbor or something? I know. It's like Utah. There's 1.8 million people. Um, yeah, so Jonas and I went through casting together. So I recognized him when I saw the season was announced and they showed the cast. So I thought, oh, he looks familiar. I saw him, although I didn't speak to him, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've since learned that, I mean, I know I've learned, you know, he went to BYU and I went, I went to BYU and I also teach at BYU. But just recently, uh, someone let me know we were we we lived on the same street ten years ago, and so not only did we live on the same street, but we went to the same like church, the actual same time building, everything. Yeah. So and um, then you went to the same Survivor Island. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you and Jonas. I know, and and uh, I would think about a restraining order here, Dawn. It sounds like you might have a stalker on your hands. Yeah, the interesting thing is I think he recognized that see I didn't know that that we'd had our paths crossed like that, but he did. So we're fortunate that we didn't ne- Well, no, I'm probably not fortunate. We should have played the game together for the love. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then he- Jonas could have been your bitch. <laughs> instead of Cochran. Stop it. Oh my gosh. I, you no, know, I'm, I just, I'm just have, kidding. I'm just kidding. Cochran was coach's bitch. I have some opinions for, yes. for Jonas as far as taking, taking that role. I, I really do get that it's outlast. And so there is a part of you that just says, so be it. Let someone else take all the heat. Let someone else make the tough decisions. Just keep me as long as I can and I'll make a, a run for it when it's individual immunity and <laughs> I'll just win them all. Yeah, but, but um, you I know, just... It is frustrating to watch for me to see someone who does have the ability to be a real strong 
I don't know. The way these tribes are divided, it's like, you know, the Titanic just hit the iceberg. Pretty soon, <laughs> this whole this whole boat's going to be on a 90-degree angle. People are going to be jumping off. Uh, it's like they don't realize, you know, just how bad things are for this tribe. Because I don't think that, like, I wouldn't be surprised if we have now a full-on paganging of it's- the uh, Manano tribe by the new Salani. It could be. And it's not only, like, the iceberg, but it looks like we've got maybe another injury next week oh, and no. it didn't look like Solani. Let me tell you this, Dawn. Let me tell you this. Uh, <laughs> so help me God. And I'll pray to the Lord. So help me God. If Tarzan gets medevaced out of this game next week, that's it. Uh, this podcast is, uh, this podcast is over and I'm out on survivor. If I'm with Tarzan you. leaves this game and I do not get my full 13 weeks of Tarzan, that's it. I know. Why isn't Tarzan on Twitter? That's what I thought. That's Sophie what I'm saying. That last night. Sophie's like, where's Tarzan? Okay, let's talk about uh, how much we love Tarzan. Are you on board? You're on the Tarzan uh, bandwagon? I was team Troyzan, and I don't dislike Troyzan. I still like Troyzan, but now uh, Tarzan is my new favorite Zan. Love, love Tarzan. I'm not sure I'd have him operate on me, but I would love, I mean, he's fun to watch and yeah. he, he's got to be hilarious out there. Yeah, I get the sense these uh, plastic surgery operations are not like some of these uh, human centipede operations that go on. <laughs> are, are you familiar with that? No. Oh, okay. Don't, don't Google that, whatever you do. Human centipede. Okay, you know I'm going to. No. Um, <laughs> he's, like a cro- he's like a combination of like Philip and Papa Bear for me or something. <laughs> Yeah, I saw somebody uh, tweeted to me last night that he's as close as we're going to get to Gary Busey on Survivor. Oh, and, I like that. Yeah, and I I love this. So what did you say, Philip and Papa Bear? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely see the the Philip part. I don't know if I, I don't know about Papa Bear because Papa Bear wasn't too wacky except for when he was telling Cochran to uh, go ahead and tell the girls that uh, they have nice earrings and they like their blouse. Mm. But there was that point where he. Um, faked that he had an immunity idol and then (laughs) rolled up some stuff and put it in his pants and ran around with it. Yeah. It's really uncomfortable. Okay. So we have uh, all of this stuff going on with Tarzan. So the big drama last night, it seemed pretty clear that Monica was going to go, but the question was, would Tarzan be able to remember Monica's name at the tribal council? That was rough. I mean, that was really rough. Dawn, how is it on day 14, Tarzan does not know, the, not only did not know the name of Monica, but also seemed to struggle with Jonas. He struggled with Jonas, yeah. And seemed to also think there was more people in the tribe than there actually were. He had to stand up and look. Like, <laughs> how many stumps do we have here? <laughs> that was I know. A, a very entertaining uh, tribal council. And while, uh, you know, Jeff seemed to be a little uh, irritated with Colton throughout this season at tribal council the last couple of weeks, Jeff seemed to be really enjoying himself last night. Yeah, it seems like uh, up until now, I wondered if he was, he seemed a little more frustrated at tribal council. But this reminded me of how it was when we went through it, that, you know, there's moments where he's really, you know, smirking, smiling when he's listening to Tarzan talk and, you know, fun. Uh, uh, Well, let me uh, explanate here a little bit of all the things (laughs) that I love about Tarzan. Uh, Okay. So we found out a lot about Tarzan last night. Uh, First first things first, uh, we found out that uh, he has uh, nominal aphasia. Which yeah. did you know this was this was a condition, nominal aphasia? I didn't. And this is I, I mean, I'm sorry because I'm an English professor, but I was thinking of like hair loss. 
right? I'm <laughs> like, is that the thing where you lose hair? I'm looking, he's got a lot of hair. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, maybe he could be the spokesperson for nominal aphasia. He, he might be able to be, yeah. Uh, hi, uh, this is Tarzan. And uh, I have, uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, uh, don't tell me. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure what I don't I don't even understand that. I'm gonna have to look it up. So he has nominal aphasia. Uh he also has fourteen pets. Did yeah. You, who knew? I, I didn't even know that was legal. He <laughs> lives I mean he lives in the city. Maybe it's like one of those hoarders houses. Oh gosh. I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> what, With what the kind? Tommy Bahama shirts plus that plus the uh, oh, yeah. Well here's another tip off on the hoarders house. Uh he also collects bugs. I didn't hear that. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that's what he said. Oh, Maybe my. I, mis- I no, misheard I'll, that. I'll to, yeah, I'll have to listen to that again. Great. Uh, now, uh, he, what? The best part is that everybody was filling in. Like, they'd all heard this, right? I mean, yeah. it was clear they knew the, the bio. And so that, that part I liked that, you know, the game's afoot, Jeff. You know, not going to talk about my personal life kind of thing. And then everybody plugs in with kind of, but we do know yeah. this and this. Well, maybe you know this from playing Survivor with Coach, but some of these characters that are on Survivor, uh, you know, it seems like to the viewer, they have all these crazy stories and wild stories. But it turns out when you're on Survivor with these people, they really have six stories and Uh you've heard them all by day three. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> and they don't get new stories, but you're going to keep hearing the same ones over and over. I wonder how many times they've all heard the Tarzan stories at this point. Yeah, it, probably a lot. I think, you know, for us, that was, bless his heart, that was probably Cowboy Rick. Oh, and Cowboy Rick talked? Oh, yeah. He's got, he's got some good stories about his ranch. Definitely. Uh, I find that hard to believe. He's got six stories about his ranch. Six stories, okay. <laughs> no, no, he's a good, yeah, good storyteller. <laughs> All right, well, how about, how about this? And then uh, he says that uh, that Colton is a different load star. Is that right? Did yeah, I get that right? what the heck was that? I've never heard that term before. I'm like thinking, is this symbolism? Is there like a novel I'm supposed to cross-reference this with? Yeah, what I- is a load star? I'm not even sure if it was clarified, was it? I felt like Jeff asked, and then I'm not sure it was real clear for even Jeff. And then but then Tarzan said he wasn't going to explain what it meant because right. the game was afoot. Because the game was afoot. Yeah. And now, I don't want to butcher this. Uh, what was What is the term that we use, uh, fill this in, uh, when, we, uh, and when somebody says that they're going to explanate, as Jeff Probst points out, uh, Dawn, as the English teacher, what what is that? What is that called? To to explain something? No, an echo, uh, a neo uh, logism. A neologism? Yes. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't know why he's speaking like that, but th- I mean, that sounded actually like something Cochran would do. It's just a newly term. It's like a a word that's newly coined, like newly named. You know, it's new. Yes. So, okay. uh, and, and it, you take it's two words. It's not accepted yet, is the idea. Okay. Two words that aren't, uh, that sort of mean the same thing and you sort of put them together. Right. It's like the invention of a new word using, yeah, exactly. Do you have any new words that you are waiting to get acceptance? I'm, I'm, I like to go with the flow. It's hard <laughs> to communicate with people if they don't know how to like decode what you're saying. So I, I try to just, you know, <laughs> use the typical 
vernacular. Yeah, you can use the words that are already out there. Yeah, I find that it, I'm able to communicate pretty clearly. Yeah. Uh, and Tarzan also had a epic night uh, in the challenges. Uh, so he was fall- oh. he was falling down in the challenges. Uh, we had Colton call him. He was like a wounded hippo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just I'm just loving everything about Tarzan. I, I really I we would had like to bend over. Right. He was in the ocean. There was like a, <laughs> a rough view there for a while. Yeah, that was all great. All great for uh, we love Tarzan. for Tarzan. Yes. And we want him on Twitter. Hashtag get Tarzan on Twitter. Help support the cause. If we can get Betty White on Saturday Night Live, I think we can get Tarzan on Twitter. Agreed. Yeah. So uh, speaking of this challenge, uh, what did you make of this challenge? Because it was very physical. The, you know, the roughest challenge we've seen. Uh, I don't. Did we yes. have any sort of uh, physical contact challenge with you guys last season? I feel like they took it easy with you guys. No. In fact, I, I really kept expecting we're going to wrestle here soon. Like, who am I going to be matched up against? What, you know, I'm ready. Um, I intentionally picked out a bathing suit where I wouldn't have like my top fly off because I thought it was going to get physical. Um, yeah. So watching that last night really did give me a sense. There were a couple times it looked like Colton had was being held underwater. Yes. Yes. <laughs> not just knocked as, down, but but kept there. Yeah, as many um, of the Survivor viewers would like to do. Right. Right. And uh, yeah, that was it. Looked brutal at times. Yes. And then we also had uh, poor Leaf. Uh, now, for Leaf oh. to have to play uh, basketball, and then uh, not only that, uh, for for Michael to be the one guarding him, I'm sure that yeah. Leaf, in all of his survivor nightmares, did not imagine a scenario where the challenge was going to be basketball. No, I agree. Yes. Yeah, I don't. That was rough to even watch. I did. I, I, I'm, I don't know. If you're Mike, do you do that? I don't know. Mike, How would you play? No, no. I, Mike I thought was, differently about Mike. As, yes. As well. And not just Leaf. I felt like he was throwing some of the women around also. Oh, no. I know. I thought Mike's out. Like, Mike's playing to win. <laughs> There's just no question yeah. here. Easy, buddy. It's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> it was so funny. That's what... Oh, no, actually, probably- I'm sorry. That was the hole in the bucket challenge. My bad. Yeah. No, but uh, that struck me more than anything was just seeing, seeing Mike. I thought, oh, yeah, I need to remember this is the guy that stole the pickaxe. Yeah, he stole the pickaxe. He's thro- he's tossing Leaf around, <laughs> and uh, he's throwing throwing women in the water. Yeah, he's, yeah. Not I'm not sure. liking this, Michael. And then he also dropped a dime on Leaf last week when uh, he ratted out Leaf for talking to Bill. Yes, he yep. started this whole thing with going to the tribal council. Yeah, Mike's a villain. I I'm not. <laughs> he's he's like a villain, but he doesn't really say anything. He's just sort of like uh, does like kind of uh jerky stuff but uh yeah. it doesn't really talk to the camera too much no we, didn't, we haven't heard a lot from him you're yeah. right <laughs> but yeah, i don't like that i don't like this michael no he's rough throwing poor leaf around and leaf is my second favorite survivor i think i love leaf after too. tarzan i would like maybe leaf and tarzan to do the amazing race oh my gosh how fun would that be that would be good uh that- Good. Yeah, and I wonder though that I know the tribe split up. I don't think they got to take Leaf's box. Uh, oh, with I him. was just thinking of the box because it has rope in the bottom of it. So can you imagine how comfortable that would be to sleep in? It would be so warm. Yeah, and it would be have have that rope. They had I don't know how many feet of rope. That I mean, that was so much rope. So I'm thinking he had basically a mattress. Um, yes. Yeah, I didn't see if the box made it. It didn't look like it to me. And they had to build their shelter there. That was, it had to be a 
they had to feel so defeated, no food. Uh, they're clearly the misfit tribe, and then they have to build their own shelter. Yeah, but I, they did have a chicken coop, so. <laughs> yeah, so they had something. They had something. Yeah. Um, sorry. So, what's hap- going to happen next here, Dawn? Uh, who's who's going home next? We are we assuming that it's Colton's tribe is going to go to tribal council again? Well, the, I don't think it'll be a challenge that's real physical. I haven't seen. I, I don't remember if we got to see the in the promo what the challenge is. But um, yeah, if it's something physical, yeah, you feel like Monono has Monono. Uh, let's let's <laughs> pretend it's something mental. If it's something mental, it's still going to be no no going to tribal council. They have going to win. They have no advantage uh, except if it's a uh, peasant lookalike contest. Well, it seems to me that you know it would be Christina, right? That's that's, that's what's going to happen. That seems like it. Not look not looking good for Christina, but we have to see uh, what the medical news. Oh, the medical. You're right. Could save Christina. But I don't know what, uh, you know, I haven't seen Christina making a big move that she thought, you know, they were all going after Tarzan last night. And she got blindsided, too. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe th- it could be some fireworks, though, between Christina and Alicia uh, this upcoming week. Do you think that they're, I mean, do you think there's just residual, like, animosity over the beginning of the game for Alicia and and Christina? Was there any way that they were going to align well, on the new tribe. it didn't seem like Christina had any animosity, but then Alicia is like ready to throw uh, her and Monica under the bus right away. Yeah. So, That's, yeah, I yeah. don't know. Alicia has a lot of animosity. Yeah, she's tough. She's, a- she's angry. She's mad. Yeah, she seems cranky. <laughs> I, I like her, though. I mean, she's, she's interesting to listen to. Yeah. I, I don't know how I'd do playing with her, but. All right. So, Don, what do you say? Are you ready to tackle some of these questions that have been submitted sure. to us from the uh, Rob Has a Podcast listeners on Facebook? Yes. And, of course, every week we ask people to go to the uh, Rob Has a Podcast Facebook fan page where we tell you who the guest is. Uh, you submit the questions. We read them on the show. We're, uh, I think, at this point in time, uh, 10 away from 3,500, a big milestone. So if you're not a yet a fan on Facebook, uh, go ahead and like us, and then you'll be able to uh, ask your questions as well. What do you think of that? I love that. Okay. <laughs> sounds, sounds good. Uh, <laughs> I think you need a Facebook fan page for this bread because uh, I have no. about like 15 bread questions here. And then I'll, I'll save them all. I'll ask you all the bread questions at once. Okay. Or do you want bread questions? Let's get these bread questions at, at the end. Get the bread questions out of the way. <laughs> oh, you want them out of the way? All yeah. right. Real, real quick, though. Because okay. you know, for the you know the you know seventy people a week who are eating the bread, all these bread questions very interesting. But for the uh, you know couple thousand people who are not yeah. eating this bread, not that interesting. Agreed. Okay, Adam Case wants to know: Are you ever going to give uh, the previously on Survivor Facebook group the bread you owe them? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Guillaume Schmidt says: uh, No question, but if you come to France, he would be happy to eat bread with you. Oh, we could have like a bouillon. That'd be fun. Uh, Jessica Frey says, can she bring me bread at Reality Rally? I hear she makes really good bread. I'm bringing bread to Reality Rally. Adam Craiglia says, if you had to give one person from this season bread, who would it be? Um, I think I've given to everybody but three. So I just mail it at like every week. So everyone. Shannon Jeffrey says, what is your favorite type of bread? Mm, no favorite type. I love bread, period. <laughs> Matthew Pilmas says, what is your favorite kind of bread to make? And can you please send me the recipe? Don't send in um, the recipe. Don't do it. Yeah, forget it. It's like proprietary information. Hello. Okay, we got, we got a lot of bread questions out of the way. 
Good. I don't want to fill up on bread questions here. Okay, Agreed. so uh, how about this? A lot of questions about your season and the fallout, and so uh, let's get into mm-hmm. some of that stuff. Okay, sure. so Aiden Court wants to know, at the first dinner when Cochran was at Ponderosa, why did you four, <laughs> Whitney, Keith, Jim, and yourself, sit at the opposite end of the table from Cochran? Looking mm-hmm. back, does this seem a little harsh? No, it doesn't. I think that the feelings that you have after the game ends are are pretty legitimate that you really do struggle to exit the game, especially if you were planning on playing to the end. <laughs> so um, I think the reason that we sat, well, for myself, I don't, I think Cochran was actually taking a shower. So he came to the table late. Mm-hmm. He definitely, he definitely felt uncomfortable. There was tension. So I think he purposely sat himself there. I, I felt like I was a bridge yeah. in a lot of ways for Cochran between the two groups. So um, for that first night, I understood why it was that way. And it, it really dissipated pretty quickly. I mean, the next day was my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> and we had a big party. And Ooh. I thought it was pretty it was pretty typical, like how we were with each other at, when we were a tribe. Dawn, is it true that you said that you four sat at a different table from Cochran because you wanted to make him feel more comfortable and remind him of what it was like in high school? I, I haven't heard that, but... <laughs> That is, that's no. the rumor that I heard. That what? Feel like it was like in high school. Yes. Oh, oh, are you talking about something Jim would say? The cool kids table? <laughs> something like that. I think the, I was never at the cool kids uh, table. <laughs> well, I wouldn't know either. But I yeah, think the I tribes are almost it. divided into the cool kids table and the not cool kids table. Definitely. Definitely. All right. This is from Kevin Donnelly. Uh, a few questions about the outcome of your season. He wants to know, do you think the right person won your season? After watching it back, would you change your vote? Huge fan. Thanks, Dawn. Oh, thank you. Now, who, uh, now you voted for Sophie. All the, I voted for Sophie. All uh-huh. of Savai voted for Sophie except for Cochran. Is this right? Uh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, I wouldn't have changed my vote after watching the season, although I was more impressed with how Coach like navigated his tribe and, and seeing that there was a lot more dissension than I realized. And so um, and seeing that he was maybe a bigger part of Cochran's flip than I had thought, I expected that Sophie was a bigger part of his flip. And that doesn't seem to be the case after watching it. Um, but I wouldn't have changed my vote at all. I felt like Sophie played a strategic game. She definitely played a physical game and she won those challenges. Just, it was pretty incredible to watch. So, um, nope, I wouldn't have changed my vote. Okay. Well, what about, uh, along the same lines, Zale Mednick wants to know if coach had owned up a bit more at tribal council and said, yes, I lied. I had no honor, but I played a really good, solid strategic game. Would he have won? He would have had more votes. I don't know if he would have won, but I think people were looking for me, the sense that I had from the jury, people were going into that final tribal council undecided. They well, really wanted to hear what the, um, what the final three players had to say about how they played. Why did you play the way you did? And I, I think the example I used in my exit interview is just, I wanted to see like wizard of Oz, Who's behind the curtain? Mm-hmm. What was your strategy? Just come clean. Tell me what, how you played, what you were thinking, and what what were kind of the critical moments, you know, um, where you you really had had to lay it all out on the line. Um, but I don't think we got that really from Albert or C- 
coach uh, at, at that final tribal council. And what was the final vote? What was it 6-3 or 7-2? I think Rick voted for coach, Edna voted for coach, and, and Cochran. Cochran. Yeah. Uh, and Natalie, along these same lines, wants to know, Natalie Kuchik says, uh, did everyone pretty much know who they wanted to vote for going to the final tribal council or are the final tribal councils actually persuading? Um, that's the final one, right? Where we're voting yes. for the winner. Um, yeah, you're you're absolutely you go into it with an open mind. I think as individual players, we tried to not discuss how we were going to be voting or what we were thinking or even what our questions were for for um, the final tribal council. So I think most everyone went into it with an open mind. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think that the final tribal council is the only time that people ever go in <laughs> not knowing what they're going to do before they get there. I think that probably less than five times in the history of the show has anybody ever changed what they were going to do at tribal council. It just doesn't mm-hmm. happen. But I know I for myself, going into the final tribal council in the Amazon, I was not 100. You know, I might have been, you know, 60, 40 for Jenna at the time. But then it's yeah. usually one person just starts talking and then everybody's like rolling their eyes like, really? Really? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt exactly the same. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then uh, one last question on this subject. Uh, Mark Kalzer wants to know, Coach implied that the communal aspect of Ponderosa had a sweeping effect on the jury's collective vote. He thinks it would be more objective if the jury was always separated. Do you think there's any truth in that? Now, again, I will say this is a, a little bit of hearsay. Coach has never said this to me. But uh, and he's also saying coach implied this. So maybe instead of I think the- it, I've read an interview where he did. OK, fair enough. Um, it was just, the, you know, the day after the finale. OK, um, but what and, about that? I think coach is entitled to an opinion about how how that, you know, final decision came to be. So I don't I don't want to dispute what his opinion of that is. For me, going through the process, I really felt like people were open minded. And I I feel like I'm a person that's fairly, fairly honest about, you know, what, what was, you know, what were the events, what took place. And to me, when, when you're, when you leave the game, you're so focused on your game, you know, you're so focused on why you're not in it. I'm not sure that a lot of people are sitting down and talk, you know, the jury members talking to each other about now, who are we going to give this money to? I mean, the game's still in play. And so there's just not time. We didn't even know who the final three would be. I mean, we spent most of our time talking more about how we should have still been in the game. Mm -hmm. Um, But I can understand how, you know, you'd have the perception that maybe the jury kind of got together and said, vote this direction. That just didn't happen from what I saw. I literally did not know how the rest of my tribe voted. Um, I left left the island not knowing. Um, And when we went to the finale, Someone told me that Jim voted for coach when when the finale was over, and it took me probably a week to figure out that Jim hadn't voted for coach. So, um, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I can't confirm that. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think that the people at the finale should all be sequestered so that you, you <laughs> never find out who voted for who? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no, no, but but isn't that funny? Here I am. I'm like Jim. You know who'd you vote for? Yeah, funny. That Jim Rice. You, you expect the unexpected. Yes. <laughs> Jim, Jim, I voted for myself. Duh. <laughs> okay, here's from uh, Ron Chan. He wants to know, Dawn, were you happy or disappointed when you found out you finished 30th in the Miss Survivor pageant? 
so happy. Are you kidding me? There's so many beautiful, strong, amazing women that have played Survivor. And so for me to be kind of just, I think I've just been voted out when you were doing all that. So I was so happy. 30th, I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, it was only in uh, January, February. So it wasn't that, it wasn't too bad. I thought that was good. Yeah. That is, that's good. That's good. I ha- I'm a mother of six. Come on. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, who would be higher in the Miss Survivor rankings, you or Monica? Oh, Monica. She's beautiful for the love. I know, but you, yeah. were, you lasted in the game longer. Yeah, I know. I, you were there I'm... longer. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, no comment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, David Ruckman says, uh, Dawn, as one of the most truly honorable players in Survivor history, so that's good, starts with uh, some kneecaps. A something. compliment, and yes. then we go, bam. Uh, how do you think you would have handled Colton if you were on a tribe with him? Would you have followed him, or do you think your conscience would lead you to try and understand him and or lead him to be a better person? Keep on baking, your friend David Ruckman. <laughs> Bake on, baby. Um... That's, you what, know, that's what Ozzy told me also. That is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Bob Marley. Um, <laughs> I think I would have had to say something. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I would have. That's just my nature. I would have said something. But, I, I was that way with even Ozzy. Ozzy's like, we're not sharing food. I'm like, oh, I just can't do it. I'm okay if the group decides I'll go with majority. I'm all about democracy but I need to at least let you know I'm not comfortable with it. I don't think it's right. But Dawn, then you go ahead. You're opening up a can of worms there. You go ahead. You take Colton aside and say, hey, look, this is not this is not the way that, uh, you know, I'm used to doing things. We could all be uh, baking bread together and not be fighting. <laughs> and then he's off in, off in the woods uh, five minutes later and say, oh, my God, Dawn's a bitch. Yes. Um, that yes. She's next. She, I want her head on a platter. And now yes. you're taking your life in your hands and there's no good deed goes unpunished, Dawn. I don't I, – I agree that could happen that way. But it could also happen the opposite way, which is that he has some clarity and says, okay, maybe I'm being a little too aggressive here. Yeah. Maybe I want to rethink that because there's, you know, 10 to 14 million people watching this that are going to have an opinion about, you know, how I go about this. So, okay, uh, yeah, I think it could go either way. And I feel like there were plenty of times in my season where I had to voice an objection and I didn't get voted out. <laughs> well, not not that at that point. Yeah, but it, I mean, it wasn't because of that. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so what, I mean, did it ever have a ch- impact on anybody? Did you ever change uh, anybody's behavior by uh, taking them aside and talking to them? Oh, I don't think I was like parenting people. The, oh. only, it, the only example I have is really when we got to the merge, we had to decide, are we going to share the chickens because we still had them? Are we going to share taro because we still had it? And, and Ozzy had caught fish and we had to decide, are we going to share? And Ozzy's view was like, no. And I told him, I'll go with what I'm total tribe, whatever the group wants. Great with me, but I need to at least tell you, I'm going to be way uncomfortable because it's just not how I am. Like as a person, it's uncomfortable for me to see someone hungry. Like Edna's 90 pounds. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to have a hard time. It's not that I won't do it. So I don't think I ever parented. I, I really feel fortunate. I didn't, I wasn't a mom out there in the game. Everybody really treated me probably a lot more, I, I got to, I had some kind of handicap where I wasn't really 41. I got to be like 30. Ooh. Well, for, I know. 40 is the new 30. <laughs> Did you know that? 
I didn't, but I'll take it. Uh, our heinous uh, Moreno wants to know, Dawn, if you adopted Colton, would you hit him? No. No. Are you sure? But we'd have some kind of – there's he's, he's, yeah. Okay, let's, let's play this out. Uh, Jeff Varner talked about what he would do last week, and he did mm-hmm. say he wanted to adopt Colton so he could beat his ass. Uh, <laughs> Now, what would be your your parental strategy here? You've adopted now a new. You have a seventh kid, twenty one year old Colton, and yes. now uh, what what goes on here? Day one. Yeah, I think you got to develop compassion. You find out how what you know what's causing why so angry. That's what I always ask when I watch the show and I see him. I'm thinking, why is he so angry? Like, why so many opinions? The world's a pretty good place. Like, why do you have to find fault with everyone? Very opinionated. Yeah. So to me, it's just a matter of, you know, having exposure to people and like developing compassion for them and seeing that you're very much, you know, alike. You're you're like, you're, you're more alike than you are dissimilar. So yeah, probably, you know, and, and then if I got really upset, I'd probably yell. I don't know. I'm not, not I'm thinking maybe this, I'm liking this idea of you adopting Colton because you know that you it's a win-win you get you get him over by your house he's becoming a better person you get him in the kitchen now all of a sudden you're you're up to maybe now you can get out 80 loaves of bread a week 80 loaves of bread and and i have an extra delivery guy yeah now now dawn you're not adopting all these kids to help you make more bread that's not true right but the kids do deliver they definitely deliver bread. It's like every day they deliver this, bread. This sure. whole thing isn't just a big front to keep this bread operation going, right? No, it's not. I'm very fortunate. Yeah, yeah You're very pretending to be this very kids. sweet person, and meanwhile you're just adopting all these kids and having them Aww. run bread everywhere? I think they adopted me. Oh, that's... <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so if Colton, what if Colton wants to adopt you? Is that good? I like Colton a lot. I've, I've actually Dawn. We, yeah. You have to say something bad about somebody once, or or all the good stuff doesn't matter. Oh no, that's not true. <laughs> I, I, yes. I see the bad. I just I don't want to focus on it. Dawn, this is like on American Idol when Simon has bad things to say about everybody, but then when he says some, then when he gives you a compliment, it means more because he not says true. all the bad all the bad things about everybody. I need you to say something bad about somebody to sort so I can sort of gauge where all this good stuff is supposed to be. I just I try really hard and I really do like it's like practicing mindfulness. I try so hard. I see the bad, but I try so hard to not repeat it. There's enough crap. Why do we need to say it over and over? I guess so, especially if you're listening to 2 hours of this podcast every week. <laughs> there isn't crap in your podcast. I love it. Uh, okay. Gary Drizlinski wants to know, what's the meanest thing you've ever said to someone and was it to Colton? <laughs> uh, meanest thing I've ever said. I'm sure I've said mean things. And in fact, you can ask, Cochran will, will confirm this. Once we got to Ponderosa, I was like a sailor. I, what the stress of the game got, I don't know why, it like suddenly expressed itself. And he's like, what is up with Don DeRosa? Don DeRosa. Yeah, it's like the big joke. So Don DeRosa, it's like I was a sailor. I mean, the kid's joke will be at like a mechanic and we'll hear him like drop something. They'll be like, bleep. And the kids are like, that's you at Ponderosa. (laughs) Wow. True true story. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, one day, if you ever have something mean to say, will you call into this show? Oh, I'd love that. That'd be funny. At one point, were you really mean and then you turned over a new leaf like some of these like, uh, you know, uh, hard living like alcoholics who like clean up their act then and are just like a, 
a teetotaler now? No, you know what I bet it was? I was hard on myself. And so I realized that. <laughs> you were that mean, mean to yourself. Yeah, I was mean to myself. And I was thinking, that's probably not going to benefit me. Yeah. <laughs> so I tried to change my perspective on myself. And when that, that changed a lot for me. And so I realized, huh, if that worked for yourself, I bet it would work if you did that toward other people. Yeah. And, and it actually has become genuine. It's taken a lot of years of practice. But yeah, I, I see more mostly good well you know don i am joking around if more if more people uh took your advice i think this world would be uh a a little bit better uh if people listened uh just to to what you're saying for maybe uh you know 30 minutes a day just 30 with a loaf of bread and and maybe do some cardio during that time also that now that i'll do yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay so uh enan hennigan wants to know uh compare the contestants to baked goods but i claim irish soda bread since i'm dry fulfilling and reasonable and then I like the reasonable. similarly uh, uh somebody named john cochran says ask dawn to describe her tribe mates in terms of what sort of breads they most resemble personality-wise or physically her choice. So basically, uh, Enan and Cochran, uh, very similar questions. Yeah. I, I saw this ahead of time because I thought this was going to There's be... no peaking, Dawn. There, really? That, you're not supposed to. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, okay. So let me start. Let me start with JC, John Cochran. Um, yeah. If we did resemble, he's, he's like Weber bread, no? He's like Weber bread. Isn't that what do you call Wonder Weber? Oh, Wonder bread. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he's like Wonder bread. Yes, white bread, Cochran. But but he's also a pancake for me. A pancake. Totally a pancake. (laughs) I don't know why. Every time I think of Cochran, I think of pancake. Because I I watched your season. I thought he was uh, waffling most of the time. Waffling. That's hilarious. (laughs) I wish I would have thought of that myself. For the love. That's hilarious. Maybe that's where I was at. It was like a batter, but I just yeah, a batter. Uh, <laughs> you don't um, have to do everybody, but why don't we just uh, we'll do a couple? Yeah, through for um, this season and your season. Okay, I'm gonna do Sophie. Would be brioche bread for me. Yeah, lots of butter, depth, cultured. <laughs> um, let's see. Christine would be a bagel. Um, she's versatile. She kind of represents a region. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Aussie would be Jamaican cocoa bread. <laughs> Jamaican you cocoa that, bread. Uh-huh. It's like real um, chewy and you pull it apart and it goes with like jerk chicken, like Jamaican And you're not chicken. making these up, right? So not making okay. them up. Um, and let's see. Oh, Whitney. Whitney would be a biscuit for me. <laughs> a biscuit? <laughs> I know because she's really – Whitney's really strong um, and kind of homey, like – for me, one of the reasons why I was close with Whitney in the game, she hummed a lot when we were rowing into Redemption Island yeah. Arena day one. And there was something so like comforting about that, hearing someone just hum like we were at home. And uh, so she's just really down to earth. And so she'd be a biscuit. I don't know. Yeah. Is that good? That's pretty good. Uh, so And then you have Jim Rice, who would be the pot brownie. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Maybe you and Jim could collaborate on a recipe. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I think that could that could be huge. That could be huge. We could put that in like Costco. <laughs> well, I think in you, California, probably in California, maybe if you have the what? note. Yeah. Uh, what about from this season? Anything? Uh, what What would Colton be if he was a baked good? Oh my goodness, Colton. 
And we're going to be very careful here. I know. That's hard. Yeah. He's, he's kind of a pastry for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's like a Danish. I don't know. There's, you know, it, it, yeah. Can't take much of it. Right, right. And uh, then uh, Alicia Rosa certainly might be uh, a set of buns. <laughs> oh, my heaven. That I've never in my life, I was teasing with Sophie, but I said this, the female um, tribe is just stacked compared to our tribe. If we'd played our, our, if our season was like female against male, I said, oh, we would have been ashamed because I just have, there's some cleavage on that. Yes, but it's, it's, but it's man-made. I don't know. It's definitely. Some of it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. What would Alicia be? I think buns. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, and what about Tarzan? Tarzan. That is great. Tarzan. Hmm, that's rough for me. He's a little rough. He's probably, uh, he's like a baguette or something. <laughs> okay. Couldn't you say it with that? I guess so. Well, with the seal. <laughs> I don't know. All right. So uh, good. I'm glad we covered all the baked goods. Uh, Then McKay Lasko wants to know, I graduated from BYU with a degree in English just last year. The very subject that Dawn teaches there. Somehow I never took a class from her. Ask Dawn this. If I had taken a class from her, what one thing would I have learned in her class that would help me win Survivor? What one thing would she have learned? Yes. Oh, I teach a lot about audience. And trying to um, trying to read your audience, and so I, I really feel like my students come away from the class having a better understanding of you know what the listener, <laughs> what their needs are, mm-hmm. and I think that helped me in the game. And so I, I hope that that would help someone who played the game, who had taken my class, that they would. You have to be so aware of what motivates other people and what decisions they're making, and to be able to read them, you know, to see if they're being legit when they tell you something. Okay. Um, and I think I was I was able to do that in the game. Um, I, I felt that Cochran was going to flip from you know probably day eight on because the game was so hard. On you know being on the outs is not a good place to be. It's hard. Yeah. One of the things that I wanted to ask you about that I don't know if it came up too much in the questions, but are, do you still keep in touch with Brandon? Um, you know what? I'll text Brandon every now and then. I haven't talked to him by phone in a while. Yeah. But but I do and. And he was really, I had so much fun with him at Ponderosa. I can't even tell you. He was a different person outside the game. He was just really full of life and so funny. He's got a great sense of humor. And so, I mean, I played a lot of ping pong with him. And uh, I have a have a really good, you know, relationship with him, probably as a result of Ponderosa. So. Now, since the show has ended, uh, I mean, just from following, you know, Facebook and some of the news, uh, I see that he has, uh, you know, now is he, what is he getting divorced? And he's gotten I'm, like eight more tattoos? Yeah, he has. He has um, added. He's added like a snake and a, I forget, it, might, it must be the Texas flag on his forearm. Yeah, you need that. Some of those he's using to cover, you know, earlier tattoos. Oh, I like which that. Which I think I think it's good to do. Yeah. He, he did that at Ponderosa. He covered the Loco tattoo. Wait, he got tattoos at Ponderosa? They have a tattoo he parlor did. at Ponderosa? Yeah, it was no, but you know they brought in It's like jail that people are doing it with ballpoint <laughs> pens. There were a few survivors. It's probably on Facebook if people wanted to look on fan pages, but there were a few survivors that did want to get 
tattoos no, before they no. it's a bad idea dawn that i'm telling you <laughs> these survivors the people go on survivor and they're like i'm gonna get a tattoo and i'm gonna i'm gonna so i can remember survivor uh forever because i'm gonna tattoo and it changed me and then like six months later you have like a, a giant fish on your arm what, what did i do here what, what, what is this I mean, I think that there are more survivors that regret getting survivor tattoos than there are people that are like, you know, I'm happy I did that. You know what? You have to see. I think Colton tweeted something like, would I ever get a tattoo? And he said, you know, that would be like putting a bumper sticker on a Porsche. One of the rare (laughs) occasions that Colton is right. Now, you didn't get a survivor tattoo, did you, Dawn? Did not. Okay, good. Yeah. Don't don't go there. uh, (laughs) That's so funny. I didn't have anything to cover up. But I liked that for Brandon. It was like, you know, a new chapter. Yeah. You know, I think I might start getting tattoos like when I'm like 65 or like uh, so it's like when you're like moving out of an apartment and uh, you don't really care and you're not just you're not keeping up with the upkeep anymore. I think at that point I might start uh, I might start really uh, getting into the tattoo phase. I think at that point. I don't know. It was really neat to see. If you were at Ponderosa, you might have, I mean, because I'm definitely not real into it, but I mean, just watching it because they got the original like tap towel, which is what, like thousands of years old, where they tap on like a mallet and these little needles um, insert the ink. Yeah. It, it was yeah. Yeah, get, getting a tattoo from uh, some Samoan locals at at, Ponder, at Ponderosa. Only the second worst decision Brandon Hans made that week. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh how about uh this? This is from uh Omar Zahir and he wants to know, uh why does Dawn think she's one of the few older women and uh those are his words, not mine, Dawn, uh that That's have okay. been able to successfully mingle and bond with the younger crowd. Uh we saw how this season Nina and Monica both failed, but you seemed pretty good with Savai. Uh, um I I asked my husband this last night because as we were watching, you know, I was thinking oh no not monica like that could have been me if i'd played with them Mm -hmm. but um i'm this is what i think i I have a feeling that i don't know that i'm as old as i am and i also have a feeling that because we adopted our children maybe i don't have the same like maternal like i just don't have this view of like everyone as my child i'm just like so grateful to have become a mom i don't know i think that has something to it yeah um it has something to do with it I, so. I, yeah, I think so. And yeah, and I think that, you know, 41, 41 and, uh, you know, putting out all these kids and yeah. 41 and not putting out any of these yeah. kids. I think that's, you know, the, if I'm buying a, if I'm buying a used human being, I'm going to buy the used human being that didn't put out uh, all of these kids. Well, it's interesting because I get people the ask, why, why did you say that your kids were adopted? Because my, my tribe knew, but I thought that it wouldn't. I, I felt uncomfortable going out and doing the challenges and having people say like, you look great, six kids. Whoa. <laughs> and, and I, I felt like that wasn't honest, you know, to say, yeah, six kids. And you know, here I am. Look at back. me. Woohoo. <laughs> right. So I felt an obligation to just be honest and say, you know, there were other women that, you know, made this possible. For yeah. Me. Uh, well, Dawn, uh, I think you might be the most honest person that ever played survivor. Did you lie about anything on Survivor? I mean, you had to have lied about something. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Elise looked me like straight in the eye before we voted her out. We were getting ready to line up and walk to tribal council and said, it's not me, right? And I said, no, it's not. 
Now, did you and laugh when you said it like that? I didn't. But Let, you know let's what? Play, I, I, let's role play this. I'll be Elise and you be Dawn. And then uh, yeah. I want I want to hear how this went down. So, uh, uh, okay, well, Dawn, it's not, I'm not going to get voted out tonight, right? And I said, um, the plan is to vote out Cochran. What do you mean? Uh, the, uh, I, I know that's what everybody's saying, but seriously, you promise that it's, it's not me? And then I think I said the plan, I said, no, the plan's to vote out Cochran, but I'm taking my things. <laughs> you know yeah. I'm, but that's I'm like really one of these non you, you know you're not directly answering the question here uh, it's like I'm, I'm starting to get worried i wanted her to take her thing she didn't pack her stuff yeah she's like oh and i pack my stuff every time so. I'm, I'm snuggling with ozzy i don't need to bring my stuff bless her heart whitney's like she didn't take her stuff that leaves us with an extra bathing suit <laughs> yeah well, I'll tell you one thing that uh, we voted out. When we voted out, uh, there was a girl, Christy, on oh, yeah. uh, my season, and she got voted out, and uh, she didn't know it was coming, and she left her stuff. Uh, she left, like, her raincoat and stuff. I remember that. And uh, it wasn't there for long. Got, <laughs> got, re- got, it's, I think it somehow got back to Christy. Oh, see, we, I, I, I even asked. I said, like, that's not fair. Find her. We, I voted her out. I get that raincoat. I agree. I said, Survivor Gods, like, can I wear this bathing suit? Or, you know, is there a way? I thought Redemption um, Island, maybe it would be useful there for someone. Yeah. And, but yeah, I think the terms were no, anything you leave behind stays behind. <laughs> it's like what happens in Samoa stays in Samoa. Yeah, it's Hawaii. Okay. Uh, then one last question. This is from Danny Stirrer. He wants to know what is more disgusting, uh, the meat eating challenge or or Tarzan bending over in his Speedo? The meat-eating challenge. <laughs> oh! The sounds. The sounds that accompany, like barbecue sauce going down your nose. Yeah. And, and that, I mean, through your nose and down your throat is, is a really, it's not a good sound. Yeah. Uh, we had a similar challenge in my season. Uh, I know I'm bringing up, my, I, I rarely ever bring up uh, my, my season, but we did have a similar I, challenge. I love your season. Truly made me, I've watched it so many times. I love your season. So bring it up. up. (laughs) So we had the challenge where we had to eat the meat. Very similar to what you guys had to do with the hands uh, tied behind our back. And that was, I mean, for us, it was just absolutely horrible. It was like one of the hottest, hottest days. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, you're doing this challenge. And at first it's like a minute into it. It's not that bad. Like, oh, okay. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. And then by 10 minutes in, it's just horrible. And then you have like the smell of the stuff on your shirt and you just couldn't get rid of it. And then the bugs were like more, like the yes. flies are like more around you because you're covered in barbecue sauce. It was just uh, a pr- pretty it horrible. You. Yeah. Horrible experience. Keith had this idea to put ash on everything. He's like, we can just like use the ash as a detergent of some kind. And I, I still smelt it now did you say ash or hash <laughs> ash. Oh. we didn't know that jim was a medicinal marijuana dispensary owner during the game so. yeah okay ash oh if i think jim made a big mistake if i was jim i'd, I'd be telling ozzy that on day one i know i'm surprised right once he sees it's ozzy i can't believe he didn't tell him yeah be telling ozzy ozzy's like i gotta take this guy to the end with me i gotta stay in this guy's good side <laughs> I, I'm sure Ozzy, when he found out after, just about died. Yeah. Ozzy's like, oh, man, what I can't believe I voted this guy out. Yep. Yeah. True. All right, Dawn. Well, thank, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun today. 
Oh, it's fun to talk to you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, so tell people how to follow you. Uh, so you're uh, Mehand on Twitter? Yeah, I'm M-E-E-H-A-N-D on Twitter. Don't Just I, because there's, an, there's yeah. another Don Mian. I got to yeah. be honest. I don't like your Twitter handle. I don't know what to do with I think it. It's very, I think it's very confusing. Mehand. I know. I don't know what to do, though. Mehand that rocks the cradle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like uh, I... I would not I don't say, know that I can be rebirthed like like John was able to change. Yes, it. well, he was Survivor John, and then he would he go John M. Cochran. Yeah. Well, and then uh, and Sophie G. Clark. I think you need to be. You have a middle initial. I think that's the Survivor South Pacific move is uh, middle initial. That. I don't know if people will find me. I think. Yeah. Well, or maybe you okay. could be. Uh, you know, Dawn's. Uh, send me bread, Dawn. No, no bread. <laughs> the, the bread. You you realize you're going to open your mailbox to about a hundred uh, loaves of bread now for all of this. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and it, and none of it's going to be poisoned, right? Oh no. Okay, because <laughs> that could be the you know the master plan that you you know you lull everybody into false sense of security, and then uh, you know that's you know start poisoning people left and right. <laughs> I really wanted to be on a season with rice. I I, I practiced making poison. Oh. With poison, with rice, with rice. I thought maybe you wanted to. All right. Oh, sorry. I'll work on the Twitter handle. Yeah, I mean, you don't feel any pressure. I'm just saying it's it's not one of my favorites. All right. The handle, not the actual content. Uh, uh, either way, I'm good. Well, Dawn, thank you so much. You are a great friend to uh, Rob has a podcast and myself and Nicole, and uh, we wish you uh, all the best and keep in touch. Okay. All right. Give Nicole a hug. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Take care, Don. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody. There you have it. Dawn Meehan. Very great job by uh, Dawn. I hope you guys enjoyed it, too. Uh, We are going to take a short break uh, and take a word from our sponsor. And uh, when we come back, Nicole Sesternino will join us. We'll be right back right after this. And now, Rob Sesternino for 7-Up. Way back on Survivor All-Stars, I lasted on the island for a whole 12 days before getting blindsided by my entire tribe. That night, I became the first player voted out of Survivor two times within a calendar year since Burton Roberts, and I did it on my terms. 7-Up Original, keeping it real! And we're back, Nicole. How how are you doing? Did you, oh my god, did, I can't believe I missed everything. Yes. Where did the day go? Yes. <laughs> oh my god, Nicole, you missed so much today. Oh my god, so much happens when I'm people sleeping. thought I killed you. I was getting questions from people. Is Nicole dead? It's like, well, why do you ask? <laughs> I mean, I'm just so it's not like her to go anywhere. I mean. Mm. Just, and then we've been having some problems. Oh, I do have a black eye. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Easy, easy, Nicole. People don't know you're joking. There's not another web show till Wednesday. Oh, my goodness. And there's makeup for that. Yes. So, Nicole, happy to have you back. The first lady of podcasting uh, joins us here on uh, Rob Has a Podcast. And, uh, Nicole, you only watched the hour, the episode very recently. Uh, what were your thoughts on last night's Survivor? What the F? <laughs> <laughs> that was loud. Yeah. That was a loud one. Yep, loud tap. Loud tap. <laughs> All right, but other than the bell being loud, what besides uh, WTF? That was just crazy. Colton is out of control. You're not a Colton fan. I've never said that. If you if you you're interpreting, I that. think he irked you when he called you the poor man's Amber, and you've never recovered. Please, let's keep it real. He irked me before that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> well, well, you know, he, he is an irker. Yes, that he is, amongst many things. Yeah. So, um, Nicole, one of the things that I did not get to talk about with Dawn was uh, the moment in Tribal Council, we touched on this a little bit, when we played the name game with Colton, and, uh, or I'm sorry, with Tarzan. Right. And uh, can you remember everybody's name in the tribe? Mm. Now, what I would have liked to have seen happen, or if I was there... You know, we go down the line. It's like, okay, this is this person. This is this person. Hey, okay, we get to Monica. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tarzan is stumped. Uh-huh. And now if I'm Monica, I'm saying, hey, okay, let's let, let's move yeah, on yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. We're good, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> We're good. We're good. My name's Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> no need to remind Tarzan of the name of the people in the tribe. She might as well have spelled it for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do that. Yeah. So... I don't know. What, what is your take on Tarzan? Are you loving Tarzan as much as I am? I love me some Tarzan. You love Tarzan? Yes, he's quite a character. I feel like you weren't fully on board Tarzan earlier in the season. Well, it wasn't until I saw the Speedo that I was then you saw 100%. The, so you saw the Speedo and you're yes. 100%? You know the Speedos do it for me. Now, uh, who was your pick again on this season? Kim. Kim. Kim was my pick. Kim looking good. And she's looking real good. Looking good. Mm-hmm. Uh, your original pick, Monica... Uh, not... She was never my pick. I just disagreed with your assessment. I did not think she would do well. Yes. I thought... And I was right. Well, yes. But I was wrong. For the wrong reasons. I was right for the wrong yes. reasons. Yes. Does that count? What's better? Are you better to be right for the wrong reasons or uh, have it totally wrong and be right? Um, I think you're just wrong. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, okay. Uh, so... Nicole, what do you say? You want to dive into uh, some of the uh, the stuff from last night? Yeah, let's the, do it. The interns put together under the uh, watchful eye of uh, Guillaume Schmidt this ooh, week. Ooh la la! Yeah, I, I definitely I, want to dive in. Yes, I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, our first international head of interns this ooh, week. Oh, where is he from? France. France. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, so uh, let's. Oh, you know, I love an accent. Yes, and he has an accent. So yeah. let's get into some of these uh, inappropriate comments, and we had a lot. Can you read it in his accent? <laughs> no, no. We're, it, we're, these are. Things that Jeff Probst said, oh, okay. not things that Guillaume Schmidt oh, okay. said. Okay. Another segment. All right. So I've actually got three. One for uh, each time Jeff Probst was on the screen tonight. Probst was on fire last night. This was a banner night for yes. inappropriate. I was, you know, you know, it's a good night when I'm getting them on Twitter. Right. People are just hammering away uh, for me on Twitter. Yes, I love getting them on the Twitter. Okay. So uh, Jeff's inappropriate comment. Okay. So we had at the reward challenge slash switch uh, about the buffs. He says, uh, "Take them off." And drop them at your feet. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, it's dirty. Yeah. That's the same same thing my doctor said to me. Oh, cough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then at the immunity challenge, uh, he says, uh, Michael and Jay, now double teaming on Colton. Oh, uh, that's not what you want to hear. <laughs> oh, if you're Colton, it is. Yes, so if you're Colton. If you're Colton, it is. And then uh, we have our four star. This could be the one for the season. At the end of the year, we'll go back. And we'll say, what was Jeff's best out of uh-huh. out of context, inappropriate line of the season? And I think this this might be it from last night's uh, Tribal Council. Do you know what this is, Nicole? I, I think I know what it is. Jeff Probst says a Tribal Council uh, to Alicia, of all people. <laughs> uh, I smell a butt coming. <laughs> well done, Jeff. Oh, yes. Well done. Perfect. Sometimes we can't write them better ourselves. Yes. I, I, there was one um, that I had picked up on when um, they were uh, during the immunity challenge. Uh, Jeff Probst uh, says to Colton, uh, Colton, really hanging on to those balls. <laughs> well, now, I doubt that he said balls. Okay, he plural. said balls. Yeah. 
I think so. <laughs> but he Considering there's only one ball in that game. Mm-hmm. And you were upset with Michael's treatment of Leaf in the game. <gasps> that I was getting so mad at Michael. You love Leaf. I love Leaf. Yeah, we're like, I love Leaf also. We're kind of the same height. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Who knew? <laughs> All right, Nicole. So uh, a lot of a lot of big stuff uh, that we're working on uh, these next couple of weeks. All right. So well, I don't find out about this stuff until the podcast. Yeah, that's good. So that's, please inform me. So you're the voice of the audience. I guess so. Okay. So uh, coming up uh, next week on Rob has a podcast. Uh-huh. A very very big week. Oh, okay. So let's first our Survivor podcast. Many of you guys know we are going to be checking in with the winner of Survivor Marquesas, making her first appearance on Rob has a podcast. Uh, Basepia. The first appearance on a podcast. <laughs> That's possible. <laughs> That's possible. Vesepia Towery will join us next Thursday. That's going to be exciting. This should this should be good. Mm-hmm, should a, lot be good. Of, a lot of people are excited for the Vesepia. Yeah, lot of lots of Vesepia fans. We're going. We're fun, we're uncovering all of the uh, all of the winners that uh, you know that people that not in the forefront. Mm-hmm. We're digging deep here on this podcast, Nicole. Yeah, yeah we are. Yeah, you'll find it here. <laughs> okay, Vesepia. Then, uh, okay, so I said the other day we had a, uh, a big announcement coming up uh-huh. for this, this upcoming week. Uh-huh. Okay? This, this one I know about. Yes. Uh, the, Tuesday, it'll be for you guys. I'll, I'll be recording this on uh, Monday night. Going to catch up with somebody that, uh, we, you know, we got to ask them about Survivor. Got to ask them about Celebrity Apprentice. Got to ask them about everything going on in their world. Uh-huh. Uh, he is also a Survivor winner. We're going to catch up with Hatch uh-huh. on Monday. Hatchcast. 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 That'll be up for you guys on uh, Tuesday morning. So uh, a very a special Hatchcast coming up for you guys. And, uh, you know, I felt like I wanted to have Hatch on this season, but I felt like I didn't want to have him on for just... I felt like it wasn't fair to the Survivor episode to have it with Hatch, and I felt like it wasn't fair to Hatch to, yeah. you know, force him We don't want to restrict to, him. Yeah. So we want to talk about Survivor. We want to talk about Celebrity Apprentice. Uh, you know, he's our go-to guy for yeah. everything. Just shoot the S. Yeah, we need him on Amazing Race and Jersey Shore and then uh, Bikini Barbershop after that. I think that's possible. Yeah. So someday <laughs> we'll get it all done. Mm-hmm. All right. So very excited. We'll do a Hatch cast. Uh, this upcoming uh, week. So yes. two big, uh, two Survivor winners uh, next week. Oh, I'm excited. Get excited, Nicole. I'm really excited. All I right. Might, I might pee my pants. Yeah. Now, Nicole, I know we had a, a sponsor, uh, an advertisement from from a sponsor I earlier know. in we're this s- show. We're so fancy. Yes. <laughs> yes. But, uh, so much happens when I'm sleeping. All right. So I have something new I'm going to throw out there. Okay. We're, we're going to try something new here. Uh-oh, now, that's the thing. When you try something new, sometimes it's, it, it's a big success. Sometimes it's a big bust and not in the good way. Swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. Okay. So uh, I figure, you know, with Rob has a podcast, you know, we're more and more people listening to the show all the time. We got into the iTunes uh, TV and film uh, top podcast, uh, top 10 uh, last week for the first time ever. Yeah, we had some great comments on the on iTunes and great reviews. So keep them coming. And thanks a lot. And, you know, our last week, our podcast with uh, Jeff Varner, uh-huh. uh, a lot of people uh, really dug that. That was actually the second highest uh, traffic day really? in the history of Rob Has a Website. That was a very fun podcast. I had a great time with oh, that. I'm glad you did, Nicole. Yeah. yeah. So so much fun. You didn't even want to come to the podcast this week. <laughs> I was still on a podcast hangover. Oh, okay. Couldn't have been that much fun. <laughs> so I'm still hungover. So here's what we're going to give a shot, okay? Okay. So, uh, you know... We don't have any real sponsors on the, on this show, so we said, okay, well, what is what would that what would that be worth to somebody to have a commercial on Rob has a podcast? And the answer is, who knows? Uh-huh. Who knows? Uh-huh. So let's let's give this a shot and let's let the open market decide this. I've created an a, a auction on eBay Ooh. for two what are you weeks. Watching? 
two weeks of uh, we will either read your ad or we'll play we'll play your ad here on the on the show. And uh, for two weeks, uh, I've opened up. What would you think somebody would pay for something like this? One thousand. One no. Well, I've <laughs> we've opened up the auction at ninety nine cents. So who knows? That's about right. <laughs> <laughs> this thing could come in. This thing could come in at five bucks. Oh, can we do like one of those commercials, like on the radio, when we actually pretend we're using the the product? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Uh, well, but we, we won't be pretending. We would do whatever, whatever the person who won who won the auction, and it doesn't have to be a company. If you just want to, uh, if if you win the auction and you want to, and you have something you want us to read that's making fun of your friends or making fun of us, or you want to pimp out your Twitter, yeah. If you got fifty people together and you all put in a dollar and you and you wanted me to read that uh, that I sucked. Uh, I guess yeah, I would we'll do, do that. it, but nothing too, nothing dirty, we'll nothing dirty people. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, so we'll put we'll put the link up. Let's see where this goes. Okay. I, I really have no idea on this one. This uh, could you're be, gonna regret this. No this, rules. This, <laughs> I nothing pornographic, nothing like uh, overly political. Like uh, you know, none none of this uh, you know far left, far right yeah. kind uh, of business. Please, please, please don't make me say wieners. No hate speech. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's see where this goes and check out the link uh, on this podcast page on uh, Rob as a website. Oh, fantastic. All right, so you ready for some comments, Nicole? Let's do it. All right, here we go. This is uh, from the uh, Gordon Holmes podcast, which oh. uh, you were telling me the other day how you listen you listen to all the podcasts that you're not on. And, I know. And, I, I love Gordo. Yeah, you really enjoyed this podcast this I really did with good. Gordon Holmes. It was really, really good. Uh, and... All the stuff that we t- we were, did a preview of uh, Battleship the movie. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, and we talked about uh, all of our favorite presidents. Oh yeah, you like Lincoln? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then uh, also uh, talked about uh, some of the movies coming out at Christmas time this year. Yeah, some good ones coming. <laughs> yeah, and, our, and uh, some new our, our favorite uh, sports drinks. I know. I was really shocked with your favorite. I thought it was Gatorade. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that also came up was what would happen if there was a tie at the final tribal council? Yes. What's your opinion on that? What ha- What would you think? Gordon Holmes says he's going to ask Jeff Probst when he sees him, which might be soon. Uh, what What would you think should happen? Let's say it was a 4-4-1 tie or a 3-3-3 tie at the final tribal council. Mm-hmm. What should happen? They have to make a fire. You usually say make a fire? Uh-huh. I said they should have to uh, pull a rock out of the bag. That would be so anticlimactic. But the fire thing, it's I, like... The whole, the whole tie thing. You might would... be sitting there for half an hour waiting for somebody to make yeah, a fire. Yeah, I don't think that they've put a lot of thought into what happens if there's a tie. Yeah, I don't know. I think it just depends on who the well, people sitting up there are. Zachary Robel in the comments, he's put some thought into it. Okay. He says, uh, what should happen in the case of a tie? Russell Hance picks the winner. I'll be. <laughs> I'll pick the winner anytime. They're not gonna make um like America vote, would they? I don't think so, but I think that'd be pretty unfair. I I think. It, and here's the thing about America voting. Uh huh. You're there on a Sunday night. America's stupid. No, it's not America. <laughs> Leave America alone, Nicole. I know you hate America. I love America. Okay, so we have uh, everybody's there. Okay, let's say like uh, okay, so that's that's uh, three votes, cat. Three votes, uh, cat. I'll put her in. Three votes, yeah, Tarzan. Sure. <laughs> Three votes, Colton. Oh no, America! It's up to you to you decide. decide. Okay, now we're gonna sit there for the whole hour of the reunion show, and then we're gonna tally the votes. Then no, I feel like I mean, I feel like CBS would know. It takes a long. T- so they would tell you on Thursday. No, they would probably have some sort of. How would they tell you ahead of time? You're watching the show. You don't know it's going to be a tie. I know how it works. Okay, tell, well, tell me, explain to me how, how you're going to make this work. I feel like they would have a, uh, choose your favorite between the final three. Then you vote on that. When are then... they doing that, though? During the show? 
No, or they do it with the final four. Like, you know who the final four is going to be. So somebody in the final four could get all the votes and then they're not even in the final three? Well, then they would default to the next one. And then if they started asking, in case there's a tie on Sunday. They wouldn't say that, though. <laughs> in case there's a tie, hypothetically speaking, who would you vote no, for? No, they, they would be tricking us. Yeah. <laughs> who should America vote they for? They do it on Big Brother all the a, time. <laughs> Colton. B. Um, but it, it, I think it would be unfair, and I almost feel like it's no matter what you do, it's going to be unfair. You might as well just pick a rock out of a bag at that point. You might as well just split the money between them. Split everybody gets <laughs> yeah. three, 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 three. They should a- ask them if they want to do that, uh, and then if they whoever says no, uh, then they're out. I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll we'll, see we'll if, figure it we'll out. Be, we'll be waiting for Gordon Holmes to get yeah. back to us. Come with on, the Gordo, answer. get on this. Uh, I have a feeling Jeff's answer will be. We've got a plan, we have it all figured out, and we're not going to say what it is because we want it to be a surprise. Yeah, I think it really depends on who's in the final two or the final three. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, last week on Jeff Varner's podcast, a great comment here from Pork Store Killer. Uh, he writes, Varner proved himself to be a great guest, and if we have a Venn diagram of the perfect Rob has a podcast guest, they would have the following traits. Oh, a dorkogram. Former Survivor contestant with interesting slash amusing anecdotes about the game. Well-versed in the history of Survivor and the current season. Quick wit and eager to engage in humorous give and take along uh, with the analysis of the show. And check, check, and check. So he has put together a picture of this Venn diagram, which I will post on the uh, on the new forum. And then, uh, so, Nicole, what do you think of this? So... We have the longtime and current fan, humorous and analytical, former survivor uh, with interesting stories. And then he has, here's his list of who fits in uh, all three, all okay. three bubbles. Are you, are you following along? I think so. Okay. He puts it as uh, Lex, Cochran, Tyson, Rich, Jenna, Eliza, Penner, Varner, Courtney, and Steven. Okay. And then he has some people that are, that are two. Uh, I think it would probably come up with some more people on that list. Take some people off that list. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, Nicole. Easy. Okay. Uh, so uh, yeah, there you go. So I love. It. I like this. Uh huh. Yeah, it's good. Now I think it's very possible to have po- a good podcast with somebody that's humorous and analytical. Uh, and, like two out of the three. Uh, you know, I think we could do <laughs> do a good podcast with somebody who was just humorous and not funny. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, or not with a good story and not with a long time and current fan. Yeah. I think we could make it work with anybody, but sometimes uh, no, it works better than others. Some people just don't work. <laughs> I can make it. I, I make it work with you. I can make it work with anybody. No, 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 no. I make about, it work with I'm you. I'm talking about this marriage, not a podcast. So am I. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, also, Matt K. Curran says, nothing better than Elizabeth Hasselbeck poop stories. <laughs> now that Deb Eaton is single, Rob has a podcast needs to find her a new man. Uh, are, are we ready for... The Bachelorette. The Bachelor Eaton? <laughs> <laughs> the Bachelor. Oh, well, maybe we could send, send her, uh, set her up with the Finchler. That would be good if Deb Eaton is will is so willing. Uh-huh. Uh, we will find Deb Eaton a new man. Ooh, okay. Okay. So first, we're gonna we're gonna check, make sure uh, anybody that she's related to isn't interested. I don't think it matters. Okay. Then once we get that out of the way, yeah. Check and check. Yeah. Then now we can open this up. Okay. Open this whole thing up. So maybe we should get. Je- <laughs> The Bachelor Eaton. Oh, I think we finally found a woman for uh, for Fincher. She will rock your world. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about Tyler Kekuno writes, I am the biggest Survivor fan, 
Every time I listen to your show, I don't learn a thing, but I love your convos. Oh, okay. We'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Well, if anybody's learning a thing on this show, then something has gone horribly wrong. Yes, you need to go back to school. Yeah. <laughs> we try to try to just have good convos. Mm-hmm. Make sure nobody's learning. Yeah, I'll be. Yes. And, and Nicole will tell you, nobody's... Have you learned anything since we started doing this show? I haven't learned anything for years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. We learned what uh, sucking kneecaps means. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, yeah, that we learned a learn. couple. Yeah. Learned, learned a few things. Mm-hmm. Okay. We learned you're the Rob that sucks. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Hey, why is we everything we learning about sucks? About <laughs> sucking or sucking? Uh, maybe we suck. Maybe. Okay. Uh, this is from uh, okay over on Facebook on our Facebook fan page. We got all the comments for Dawn from there. Uh, Ron Chan said, "I really enjoyed the Varner cast." Jeff had some great BTS, you know what that means? Behind the scenes. Stories <laughs> from his season. And the community questions uh, were excellent. The chemistry between the three of you was also very good. Oh. I have a personal rule where you have to appear more than once as a guest in order to make the Rob Has a Podcast Mount Rushmore. Uh-huh. But I feel confident saying Varner is a lock once he makes another appearance. Wow. Oh. You know, I think it might be time to start soliciting some... Uh, some listener generated art of the Rob has a podcast Mount Rushmore, Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. and then we and, and we say that it's open to interpretation. Yes, you put you put whoever you want there. I think that might be interesting to start uh, taking a look at some of these and seeing who fits and who is like ah, oh, that doesn't really go in there. Yeah, I'm liking this. You like I'm this? I'm liking this idea. Who's on yeah. Who's on the Rob has a podcast Mount Rushmore? Do we restrict it to Mount Podmore? What <laughs> do are we, we call it? Restrict it to like five people. Uh, well. Do you want it to be like the real Mount Rushmore? No. Do you know how many people are on the real Mount Rushmore? It's like three or four. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. Three or four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a weird laugh I just had. <laughs> that might be that might be fun. And I would agree, you know, we'll have anybody on once. I think you gotta be on multiple times. Uh-huh. Gotta be on multiple. Yeah, so you gotta get the invite back. Yeah. Jack Vita has a question. He wants to know, is it just me or does Troyzan look like Terry Dietz with coach's hair? What do you think, Nicole? I think it's just you. It's just her. It's just Jack Vita? Yeah. Yeah. I like that name, Jack Vita. Yeah. I wish that was my name. I feel like it's a porn star name almost. Jack. Jack Vita. Yeah. It's <laughs> good. All right. Keith Dixon says, funniest part of the episode for me was when they thought they caught the chicken and boom, escapes, epic fail. That was definitely funny 115 material right there. I couldn't stop laughing. What did you think of that moment? It was pretty funny when they were they were celebrating, and then he makes the escape out the back. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I like that. Good for yep. the chicken. Good yeah. for the chicken to get a one-up on the survivor for once. Oh, the chickens are smarter than the survivors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How many times has the chicken escaped the clutches of the survivor? Uh, three or four times. Yeah, it seems like there's at least one gets away every year, and it gets gets off into the woods, and Samoan's like, oh my god. Yeah. I was right there. <laughs> the survivors had me cornered. And then <laughs> I got away. Yes. Brandon Hans. <laughs> you let me out. Oh, they're in the category of Brandon Hans. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Okay, so uh Brendan Noel says they really should have called this episode tonight Taste the Salani. What a great opportunity for cross show synergy, CBS. Yeah. Of course, referring to the uh amazing race uh episode uh this week. Called, eat my salami? No. Name <laughs> name that salami. Oh, name yes. that salami? I thought it was eat my salami. Or taste the salami? I'm yeah. not sure. One, one or the other. Oh, this episode It was, was certainly not eat my salami. 
It should have been. That, that you can rest assured, Nicole. Uh-huh. It was not called that. They should have me name the episode. Yeah. Uh, on Twitter last night, not too much fighting going on on Twitter. Um, you know, Russell has been has been a little quiet on uh, the tweeting front oh. here. So not too much to report. But here's a good one from Alicia Rosa. Oh, do you follow her on Twitter? Uh, I do not. Yeah. I do I, not yet. I have not jumped on board yet. Yes. Yes. So uh, Alicia says, uh, my 100-year-old great-grandmother never knows which one I am on Survivor. She thinks I'm at Christina Cha. <laughs> what? <laughs> The great grandmother. Is her grandmother related to uh, Tarzan? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She might have a visual aphasia. Oh, po- probably sounds about right. <laughs> that could, is very possible. And so, uh, yeah, that's that's a thing. <laughs> that's a thing. People get that. Yep. Uh, Survivor Shannon had a lot to say, but uh, it wasn't it wasn't very very nice. Yeah. I can't imagine. Then <laughs> uh, we had some uh, stuff about Colton's apology uh, from, from Facebook. Well, we talked about this last week. Um, so, uh, And good for Colton. He didn't really do anything he needed to apologize for this week except uh, saying his tribe looked like the village people. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, uh, the only person on Colton's tribe who looks like one of the village people it's is Colton. Tarzan. Oh. No. No. <laughs> easy, Nicole. Easy. So a couple of tweets from uh, John M. Cochran last night. Uh, he says, uh, I'd love to have played Survivor with Tarzan. Good diction is always exciting to me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Everybody loves uh, some good diction. Yeah. Who doesn't like the diction? Yeah. You you especially love... Uh, uh, good... I, lo- I love some good diction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely do. Uh, and then uh, he also tweets to uh, Jeff Propes, uh, my mom bought a cardboard stand-up of you, Jeff. Oh, she likes the diction. <laughs> what? <laughs> That, that wasn't even a double entendre, Nicole. <laughs> I just like, like diction. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> that was barely a single entendre. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. Now, now we've lost. We've lost all control of the show. All right. Next head of interns this week is uh, Tommy Leonard. Yeah, you okay? <laughs> what happened? Oh, I don't know. Something just happened to my foot. Something bit you like something Forrest Gump? Did you get shot? It just jumped up and bit me. <laughs> Did you hit your leg on something? I don't know what happened. <laughs> something? You have a mysterious... Do you have to be medevac out of the podcast? Oh my, I can't feel my foot. You're not even 20 minutes on this podcast and you have an injury? Yes, I have to go back to sleep. You have to go back to sleep? Okay, Nicole. So uh, a lot of stuff uh, coming up in the next couple of days. Uh, we are going to be uh, back at the podcasting very soon. I actually have another uh, podcast that I recorded that's in the can, have not put it up yet. I talked about Saturday Night Live uh, from these past two weeks with Jonah Hill and uh, Ozzy's BFF, uh, Lindsay Lohan, Lilo. Love her. So we recapped these last two episodes of SNL, uh-huh. and uh, we're going to put that up probably uh, Friday afternoon. Oh, I can't wait to listen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you'll you'll enjoy the conversation about sports drinks on that one also. Oh, yes, yes. Okay, and then uh, coming this weekend, Nicole, I'm uh-huh. going to check in with uh, one of our uh, longtime listeners uh-huh. and somebody who covered Coach's 180 film uh, for us over last summer, Jeremiah Panhorse. He also has uh, his own Mad Men podcast. Ooh, I'm going to talk about the return of Mad Men with Jeremiah. When does that start? Uh, it starts next Sunday. Oh, fantastic. Next Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And then on Sunday night, uh, we're going to be checking in with uh, the diabolical <laughs> the diabolical super genius himself, Matt Hoffman, uh-huh. to talk about Celebrity Apprentice and uh, his buddies Brenchel on The Amazing Race. Oh, I love- and, can't wait to hear what he has to and say. And guess what, Nicole? What? You're not just going to hear us. 
Oh my god. You're gonna see us, and we're gonna do. A, we are experimenting around with the spree cast. Uh-huh. We've, uh huh. We've we've uh, we're on a break from vocal. Just a break. Yeah, we're on a break. Just a break. We're on a break, and uh, it's it's tough, but we're on we're on a break, and we're seeing somebody else. Mm-hmm. We're seeing Spreecast, which has been very good to us it's so just, far. It's starting to get serious. Starting to get serious uh-huh. with us and Spreecast. Yeah. So we're going to do a live show about Celebrity Apprentice and the Amazing Race uh, Sunday night at 11 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, you can go to robhasawebsite.com to join that conversation live. Uh, and uh, for those of you guys on the West Coast. Unless you, uh, you know, are able to catch the East Coast feed of Celebrity Apprentice. Uh, you can watch the archive. But a cool archiving system on Spreecast. You can watch the chat, watch everything. And, of course, we'll post that as an audio podcast. Oh, where does the Hoff uh, live? Um, uh, I think he lives in, like, uh, somewhere in the Midwest. Oh, okay. I want to say, like, near Chicago. Okay. So we'll, we'll check that out. And then, of course, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to talk with Hatch. That'll be up on Tuesday. Big, like, we've got, like, uh, you know... Like uh, we're getting somehow it's gotten to like podcasts almost every day. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> well, it's a little crazy. Yes, it's gotten somehow things have gotten out of hand. <laughs> so it's never out of hand. SNL, always fun. Mad Men, uh, Celebrity Apprentice with the Hoff, mm-hmm. Hatch, Hatchcast Tuesday, Wednesday we're back with another live show to break it all down. Thursday we talk to the next person kicked off and Vesepia. And then uh, maybe we rest. My head is spinning. Maybe we rest. Yeah. Working on working on tracking down Fishback also for the Game of Thrones uh, podcast. Uh, I will not be listening yeah. to that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, okay, so uh, I think that's that's about it, Nicole. I think that's a podcast. That's about it. I want to thank everybody who's been uh, going on the Amazon.com and making your purchases. Thank you for remembering us. Uh, when you're going online and uh, and buying some stuff, and uh, you know if if you don't mind, if you haven't remembered us yet, uh, go ahead and uh, remember Amazon.com because they uh, save you a lot of money and you can get a lot of stuff. And they put food in our table. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> except that then Nicole spends more money on Amazon.com, so it's really it's it's a zero sum game. I feel if we're like lucky. I'm doing a service for our family. It's re- you're basically recycling. <laughs> you're recycling everything. Yes. Okay, so um, until next time, Nicole. Take care, everybody. Bye.